Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're recording this on the beach today because as an amazing miracle and gift for the Barmuthians, it's not actually that windy, which is a uh, a big treat for <laughs> these shores, I tell you. So it's nice to be able to walk on the flat and do a recording. And this is uh, a continuation of the conversation we've been having on our walk, which is a uh, Kind of, I'm going to call it Pete's thought for the day. Oh. <laughs> and uh, you're telling me about the the uh, this tsunami of rage that he has been experiencing through Twitter this morning, and what particularly seems to be really aggravating the public to the point of strongly suggesting a little bit of revolution should happen. <laughs> so this. Uh, this has been triggered by the latest of many episodes of the Tory corruption saga. So let's uh, just start off, just give, uh, give our dear listeners a bit of a recap. <laughs> and then uh, what we've observed about it so far. Well, some caveats are in order before, before I kind of jump into this task that you sent me spontaneously. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm just bringing this spontaneously on Pete today. Yeah. Uh, it's just too nice not to walk, walk and talk and record the interesting stuff that we've just yeah. been talking about. Well, we haven't pre-talked this, but because we talk, we talk about all kinds of stuff, don't we? But yes, a few caveats are in order. Uh, one, uh, Twitter isn't the world. Facebook isn't the world. No. No. Uh, Discord isn't the but world. But it is. It Tumblr is quite a good uh, WhatsApp isn't the world. Though, isn't it? It is, it is if you play. Especially it. with your with you, because you don't just stay in your own bubble. You you know you you no. follow all sorts of people, so you get like a big mix and a quite an overview when you're in your Twitter yeah. sphere, don't you? Well, I, I follow. I follow and by also, and I know Twitter isn't the world, but Twitter has proved itself to be actually very powerful and and has forced the government to uh, do various U-turns yeah. uh, over the past couple of years. So um, it's, it's, it is not insignificant. It's not insignificant, no. But, but it's not the world, as but, you say. But the caveat is it's very easy to be in a bubble. I try not to be. I, do, I follow people who I think will like to hear what I've got to say. And... Get very little attention on there, you know. If I get two likes, I think, oh, I'm doing it, I've, I've arrived, you know. Whereas there are people who can put out something completely inconsequential and get like 14,000 hits, you know, <laughs> kind of uh, 14,000 likes and stuff like that. So, but, <laughs> but nevertheless, I think if you do make a little bit of effort not to stay entirely in your bubble, it can be a kind of a, a thermometer, you know, or, or a, a bit of a a stressometer attached to the the collective unconscious, if you know, or the 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 the, the emotional and symbolic content of the the collective imagination. Can I put it like that? Because I don't know what a good term for, is for that kind of particular well, phenomenon. Unconscious, maybe. Yeah, well, that, that's got some kind of funny overtones because of, because of the Jungian stuff. You know, I, mean, I don't mind it. It just seems to me that there is. But, you know, the public mood, you might even say, you know, that's good. That in some ways captures some of what I want to say. 
Um, as I say, I'll just say I, I, I follow Boris Johnson, I probably follow Rhys Mogg and various uh, major Tories, I follow them, I follow Labour MPs, I follow Bernie Sanders, I followed Trump when he had a Twitter account, I follow Raytheon, you know, Matt Cruise missiles. But I think they kind of might have banned me because I always, I always, if, when they send me anything, I just put in the thing, you, you are agents of death. You know, <laughs> I mean, I quite like trolling, you know, impossibly powerful people who've got Twitter accounts. Um, and, you know, giving Boris Johnson the benefit of my sage advice. You know, Comrade Johnson, I think you might have made a mistake here, etc, etc, etc. So you can have a bit of fun. But what was really uh, trending this morning was all about this... A particular corruption event. Yeah. And, uh, and it was pretty, pretty, there was a lot of anger sloshing around, wasn't there? There's I a suppose lot partly because it's like it's, uh, every time they do something like this, it just adds to the huge toppling tower of crap yeah. that uh, yeah. it's, it's got to hopefully fall down eventually under its own weight. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, t- Twitter anyway is a zone of rage. And I think that's... <laughs> That, yeah. that, that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> you know, and it, that's partly to do with the fact you've got your 280 characters. It used to be 140, it was like a haiku. I used to like to try and devise a tweet that actually used all the characters, but that was really sweet, you know, like a poetic summation. Like a haiku or a Welsh angling, you know, these very pithy little, uh, strictly ruled, short, poetic utterances. But 280 characters, you can't do a lot in that. You can, of course, like link tweets together. You can do a thread, they call it. You might have 10, 20, 20 tweets, and then you can do a kind of a mini essay. And that might be worth doing if you do get some attention, if you've got some followers and such like. So bear all, bear all that in mind, it's a zone of rage. At its best, people are able to sublimate that rage into, into uh, uh, dark, surreal humour. And it's very, very funny a lot of the times because people realise, you know, you do not want to be in a state of rage all the time. And it's a, that can be addictive. And I think you can, you can get pick up the, the idea that people are addicted just to feeling the bad feeling because any feeling is better than no feeling. Yeah, there's a kind of a dopamine hit in rage. <coughs> but, but when it gets sublimated into humour or transformed into humour, the humour can be absolutely fantastic, you know, and the irony and the parodies and the and the, uh, the piss takes and, and I have to say beautifully honed insults <laughs> obviously there's a, load of, there's a load of crap as well so with all, those, all that in mind I would say what I'm picking up is a couple of things, as you said there's a lot of outrage at the the fact that the government is rewriting the rules on the way of investigating and themselves uh, sen- sen- well censoring uh, parliamentarians who have misbehaved who broke the rules and there are rules of parliamentary procedure one of which is you can't you can't be paid to lobby you know we're a bit better than the Americans in in, in the sense that our politics at least on the surface, looks harder to buy. American politics is just blatantly bought bought by very rich people and corporations. Uh, there's a reason for that, actually. There have been various acts or various rulings of the Supreme Court going back quite a long time 
back into the, I, I don't know, maybe even to the 19th century, I don't remember exa exactly. But certainly in more recent times, the Supreme Court ruled uh, for Citizens United. I mean, the title of a movement called Citizens United, to go, oh, I want to belong to that. But actually what their shtick was, that money, and spending your money how you want, on influence is free speech and therefore protected under the con Constitution, under the First Amendment. Yeah. Free speech, right? Mm -hmm. So they got a clear run at it, you know, the people that buy politics. American politics is totally bought. Uh, I have to say that UK politics is as well, but it's better disguised. But if I found that out by reading um, Democracy for Sale by uh, Peter, Peter Georg again, of, um, Open Democracy, which is a sort of a media, an alternative media outfit. Very, very good investigator and writer, Peter Georgagan. Democracy for Sale, and he shows how, even though we've got more rules in the UK, our politics is still bought. But this, of course, was blatant, this case of Owen Patterson MP, who was found to, to have made an egregious breach of parliamentary rules regarding lobbying and sentenced to 30 days suspension from Parliament. He's now not suspended because the Tories had a vote on changing the system. And it seems surprise, quite surprise. it seems quite a good oh, system. I know, let's all vote to find ourselves not well, guilty of anything. Well, what they're going to do is, uh, it, it, well, that idea is whether they get away with this or not is another matter. It's to set up a commission of nine MPs to investigate the investigation procedure of MPs. Now, there's nine MPs, five of them will be Tories and four will be from the opposition part, parties, making the nine members. This is the proposal. It went in on a, an amendment from Andrea Leadsom. Because Parliament uh, was asked to vote on whether to uphold the investigatory committee's ruling that Patterson should be suspended, well, first of all, had been guilty of egregious uh, breach of the rules on lobbying, and secondly, that he should be suspended for 30 days. Parliament has to ratify it, right? So there's a debate around that. Andrea Leadsom, who's an ex-Tory minister now, a backbencher. Anyway, she, she tabled an amendment saying that, well, the system was wrong because he hadn't been able to appeal or he hadn't been able to... Or, or witnesses weren't allowed. In fact, none of this is kind of true. And this system has been going on for ages. <laughs> you know, and when it suits them, they like it, but now it doesn't suit them. But what this is about, according to a lot of people on Twitter, and I think there might be something in it, is that it's, it's nothing to do with Patterson particularly. It's to do with the fact that the whole government's going to be investigated vis-a-vis -vis COVID, you know, and that has to happen. And the whole government's going to be investigated as to dodgy contracts over PPE, PPE yeah. and so forth. You know, huge amounts of money have disappeared, billions... Billions of, uh, of money have disappeared on projects that didn't work, that were given without tender to companies with no experience. Blokes who were ministers who were friends with down the pub kind of scenario, their mates. Absolute uh, corruption and cronyism and, and just the worst kind of thing. Now, of course, out in the open, and the government say, we don't like that ruling, we'll change the rules. So there's, there is outrage all over Twitter for that. 
and thousands of people respond when there is outrage. And what people are doing, which I, I kind of really like this, they're outing their MPs. They've put a photograph of their MP, a publicity photograph, and say, this is my MP, uh, uh, the MP for so-and-so-and-so-and-so. He voted to pollute the rivers of Cornwall with sewage. He also voted for the Tories to change the rules on MPs' conduct when they don't like the results of the current system for investigating breaches of the rules. And there's hundreds of them, you know, pretty well every Tory MP that <laughs> voted for it is being exposed by their own constituents with the vote. And of course, sometimes they try and reply, or they put out stuff saying, oh, well, it's not fair, his, his wife committed suicide and we've got a take allowance of that, and all this kind of stuff, and, and what about the right to appeal, the system needs updating. But as I say, they're preparing the ground so they've got kind of uh, get-out-of-jail cards when the the karma comes to home to roost on all the shit they've been pulling for the last few years. So that's uh, that, that, I would say, there is a lot of rage, I would say, in the country over that. And as I say, I try not to be in a bubble, even though obviously I follow, I follow more sort of lefties, but I follow, I follow philosophers, I follow... I say I follow a few people from the the uh, the right or from the military industrial complex or from the Tories or the American right or whatever, and you know I follow, I follow Indian politics and you know medical technology. I kind of get, try and get a, a broad picture, and I say it's, it, it is no more than a, than a thermometer if you play your cards right. But but there it is. That's what I'm saying. Rage upon rage about that and. A lot of skillful presentation of the arguments and the people, and just outing the MPs. On that. I mean, I think it's great that that we can do that, and that's probably why they're trying their, their guts out now to control the internet and the social media. Not that I'm a fan of some of the shit that Facebook got up to, including lumbering us with Brexit and the Tory government, right? And uh, but nevertheless, you can see why they want to completely control it, you know, because it's a way of outing them, it's a way of holding them to account, and they do take notice. And so much of what happens in the media, somebody say, "Oh, so and so tweeted this," and there'll be a photograph of the tweet, and that leads the news, you know. I'm sure when Marcus Rashford, you know, did his his thing about. Uh, school meals and child poverty that he, he pretty well forced the government to do a U-turn on that and actually give free school meals over, over the, the summer holidays because it trended on Twitter to the tune of like you know four, five, six million hits you know. Yeah, I mean there's been quite a few things like that recently yeah. where the driving force behind U-turns for the government definitely yeah. came from social media yeah because that's the place if they want to see the actual uh, outrage of the people that's really the place that they look yeah they're not going to look at the papers or the mainstream media because they're just supporting all the lies yeah and you get people who go into confessional mode a bit on twitter and not uh, it's, it's not my mode of operation 
But they say things like, I'm really, really fed up. Or I couldn't sleep last night because of the shit this government is pulling. But just when you think it couldn't get any worse, they pull something else. You know, in these, these are really desperate times because it does feel like, yeah. like every day they just do something and even worse than yesterday. Yesterday that, was unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> they just, it's, it's like yeah. We're, we're, on a good day, there's one item like that. Yeah. Most days, there's two or three. But they have become very, very brazen and convinced they can get away with it. Because they've got away with so much. Just rampant lawyers, you know. In fact, I, I say, I think as, as a breed, you know, even though you, you can't overgeneralise, but as a breed, they've got no concept of truth in that adequationist, ordinary common sense notion of truth. Might be philosophically problematic, but you try living life without it. Because if, if you end up in court wrongly accused of something, you want everybody in the court, the jury, the lawyers and the judge to understand the adequationist notion of truth and you want your witnesses to tell the truth. And that is the concept of truth that's, that's dying everywhere. Yeah. And they've promoted it because it means that they can say anything. Yeah. It's a bit like Nietzsche said, you know, in, when he discussed the motto of the assassins. The assassins were these, these people of... Uh, secret society that fought against the Christians in the Crusades. And hash, hash, assassin means hashishin. They, and they, they were initiated by, by being given like absolutely huge doses of hashish and then told that this, if you die in battle, this is where you'll go to this paradise. Because they'd, they'd, they'd put him in a room with, like, um, courtesans, you know, beautiful courtesans, you know, and make them eat, eat these big chunks of hashish and then... <laughs> and, and then get seduced while they were completely off the off the faces, and that made them the most fierce fighters and the most feared fighters. You know? So when they got when they got initiated after their kind of hashish ordeal, they're taken into the room of the old man of the mountains, and he, he dubbed them with the uh, the sword or whatever it was that he did. Said you are now a full fledged assassin. That were hashishim, and, uh, it, and the, the motto is written on the wall. The true secret motto that you only get to encounter once you've been initiated, and it is, there is no truth, everything is permitted. And that's where these lot are, are at, because there is no truth, everything is permitted. You know. Yeah, I'm watching, watching Johnson trying to tackle Angela Rayner's questions about this in, in Parliament, where he's... He's coming out with his chest all puffed out yeah. and, and his, you know, with his tone of voice clearly yeah. indicating that we have the moral high ground. And I can't even remember his actual bluster and words. Yeah. It's just the tone yeah. and it, the mannerisms and the, the pomposity yeah. and, the, and the righteousness. And yeah. we're just, you know, doing, or doing, doing our best. But we have the moral high ground because yeah. we're working for the highest good. And yeah. how we managed to sell it, it's really, it's, it's, uh, he, 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 it's he amazing. Always, he always throws in, we're following the people's priorities. Wow. Uh, 100,000 more police, 50,000 more nurses, whatever the numbers, I don't know what the numbers are. Yeah, well, but the truth is, not, the truth is, they, they cut, say, 100,000 over the 10 years they've been in power. Yeah. Under austerity. And then reappointed another 90,000. So they're not even back to where they were. But they're boasting, look at the increase we've done. Know, this this trick. They do that with the everything. Sa the same with the nurses. And, yeah. the, and, and, the, and there's so many new hospitals. 
But they haven't built in 14 or 16 or whatever it is, or 40 new hospitals. No, they're just they've opened sli- some new they're, wings. They're slightly refurbishing, say, three or something, aren't they? They're, they've opened they're really some doing. new wings. They've refurbished Ugh. some wards and stuff yeah. like that. They haven't built a fucking new hospital. No. It's, it, it, on, top of, on top of all that pomposity and certainty, or the projection of certainty, it, it's just a tissue of lawyers. As I say, this is the death of the adequationist notion of truth. Yeah. And, uh, and it's very depressing that all you need to sell the biggest lie ever is just um, Gra- grandiloquence. It's called yeah, grandiloquence. Uh, a bit of eloquence um, and and just to say it with like total certainty and yeah. confidence and to, in a posh and accent to, with a posh accent and the yeah. right suit and just and just wave your fists in the yeah. air in an emphatic manner and that's it. The public are gone. This is what the purpose of an eating education is: is to produce somebody who can pull off that shtick. Yeah. And uh, oh. Johnson's very good at it. You give, you give him his due. He's good at it, but of course, it's it's utterly morally bankrupt. <sighs> and it's utterly corrupt, and it's uh, metaphysically corrupt. I like to say. You know. So that's that's what's going down. But uh, 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 what I'm saying is, a lot of people are seeing through it, but it's making them very depressed because nobody exactly knows what to do. Yeah. Everybody's now discussing what to do. You, even you listen to Noam Chomsky, you know. The grand old man, you know, 95, whatever age he is, you know, and he said, a little quiet voice there. And he'll say, well, get out on the streets, you know. He says, civil disobedience, because that's what, that's what advanced um, women's suffrage, that's what advanced uh, working, working people's rights, that's what advanced the end of the, the Vietnam War, that's what advanced civil rights in there. So, you know, but beyond that, it's, it's still... I listened to Zizek this morning, and I was talking to somebody about it. He says, well, you don't know exactly what to do. You know, you, you, you know it's, it's like that point hasn't been reached where a certain coalition of forces, to my mind, need, needs, needs to come together to make, this, to make it work, you know, to be able to just get rid of this shit once and for all, you know, or at least for a long time. And that, hence the despair, people say, I'm really, really fucking fed up. Has anybody got a good word to say, you know, or a helpful word, you know? But then a few people are coming round and said, I'm ready for the revolution, who's with me? And then the replies are very interesting. Because <laughs> that, I say that every day. I look on Twitter a couple of times a day, you know, I don't live on Twitter, I have a, quick, I have a, a scroll through, I have a breakfast or something, you know. And, uh, but I've seen that a lot, you know. People say, yeah, I'm in. But somebody will say, I'm in, but can we leave it till Friday? Because I've got a, you know, you know so, because I'll go into the hairdressers or, or I've started some sourdough and uh, I need to keep my eye on that. But once it's going, which will be about Saturday, I'm with you, where, where are we meeting? You know, so it's kind of humour, which I think is partly people suspecting they might get a knock on the door if they talk too openly about it from MI5 or somebody, you know, or, or some, some black ops group that, uh, that, uh, Spirits them away, and before they know where they are, they're doing it. They're doing a Julian Assange, you know, years and years in a top security prison with no charge. In this great fucking free country, that feels it can lecture China about shit like this. Yeah. So there's a lot of that, and I say it's. it's oh, people are very angry about the sewage thing as it's, well. It's embedded in good gym. Well, well, what is what is. Uh, exposed by this which gives me a little bit of eyes. people do care about the sea they love the sea they love the rivers yeah. they love taking their dog along the bank of the, the, the 
I mean, any of these you people... can't even let your dog go in the river now, otherwise it might die because yeah. of the poison that they've put in it. I'm looking around on this beach now. It's not... It's, it's the tides well out, it's, it's huge and it? it's like a massive expanse, but you can see there's a people walking the dog over there, there's a couple obviously having a walk and a talk over there, somebody's like picking up some stones in the distance, you know, we haven't got many visitors now, it's, it's kind of quietened down, but they're like, they fucking love the shoreline, you know, and the, 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 the thought that you can't go and have a paddle in the sea, you'll get E. coli, you know. It enrages people, and rightly, and rightly. It's one of the things that really does strike home, you know. And then on top of that, the other thing that I've seen quite a lot of, and which uh, I can tell people now that we'll be doing a couple of reports on the COP26, but a lot of people are saying things like, well, who thinks, who thinks the COP26 is just a load of greenwash? And most people are saying, yeah, it's greenwash, you know. Obviously, you can go somewhere else. I mean, I get GB News, <laughs> and uh, that, that, they uh, specialise in, in uh, eight campaigns against Greta Thunberg. You know, about how she's uneducated and she's too young to know anything, and she's unbalanced and this, that, and the other. Absolute, like, in, in, like visceral hatred of her. You know, and that, they'll whip that up. And that can have thousands and thousands and thousands of people saying, oh, she's a fucking little bitch and this, that and the other, you know. Mm. Horrible stuff. It's a zone of rage, but it exposes what's, what's deep down there in the fucking collective psyche. There's a lot of very dark, sticky, shitty, nasty fucking shit. And people manipulated. Yeah. You know. So, a few things there. A lot of rage against the Tory corruption. Hatred of the pollution that they're, that they're, they're allowing. And quite a lot of people very suspicious of the, the announcements coming out of the COP26. A lot of suspicion against that and saying that, you know, and, and the, the feeling that a lot of this stuff's a greenwash. Mm. So that's, that's what I'm picking up. Of course, you can pick up, you know, and I get anti vaxxer stuff coming, so I know how they, they think, you know, I need to know how they think. And it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty horrible. There's a lot of people going into those uh, dark places and spiralling down into that rabbit hole of nastiness, you know, as well. So, I think we're, we're uh, like a pressure cooker, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things we've been talking about frequently is, uh, and we've mentioned it before, I think we call it the tinder. Yeah. Um, the, the huge piles of tinder, different kinds of tinder, that are lying around the country in big piles which are being added to on a very daily basis that just one t- tiniest spark could set them off. And I think... Yeah. My prediction, I'm going to make a, a bit of a <laughs> bit of a prediction today, is something will spark one of these off, which will then ignite all the others, but in a way that we just really don't expect. Yeah. There'll be something. It could even be something quite small um, that that gets things going, and and mm. it, and, be, and it just just completely snowballs. Yeah. And I just really hope that if if it does go that way, because things are, it's like I feel like. Everything is just 
crashing around in a very haphazard, uncontrolled manner. Yeah. Um, and it's like all the, the Tories have this grand master evil plan. But yeah, they, they kind of do, but they, ki- they, but they don't. Kind of They're all over the place, constantly U-turning and pivoting and trying to do what will get them the next the next uh, like headline in the Daily Mail that will show them in a nice heroic light, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever that is, even if it's completely contradictory to what they did yesterday. Of course. Whatever yeah. it is. So it just feels like chaos, yeah. and we're seeing that all around us. So, so a little, one bit of chaos could just easily collide with another bit of chaos yeah. in a very random, very unexpected and chaotic way. Yeah, and uh, you know we could be off. Yeah. you know. So that's the last thing that you want. Yeah, to be honest with you. I just hope that if it pans out that way, that it does take us yeah. eventually in a direction which is yeah. going to make better things be- things better than they are now yeah um that's 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 my my hope i see opportunities but i see yeah. i see i see dangers yeah i mean yeah. we're standing by a red flag there it means, that, means, that means don't <laughs> go swimming here because you'll get washed out to sea the danger is the right will capture all this chaos the opportunity is the fact that the, the right and the oligarchs and capital is riven the left is fragmented, that's sure. We don't even have a fucking functioning left in the UK since the Labour Party. The, the only place the left can really express itself politically, outside of small cultic parties, has been captured by, by the oligarchs. It's, it's just a junior capitalist party. Mm. So but the left is fragmented, but the right is absolutely riven. The capital itself is riven. It, it, it is. You know. But even if, even if, say, the true left... The left that we would really want to run the country does manage to capture the energy of the rage when it finally pops. It could be that things are so damaged by the by the by the by the wildfire, which could rage out of control for a while, that they just can't pull it back to where to a to a good place, or at least not for a long time. Uh, Um, You know, it could be it could be just so damaging. Yeah, Uh, we'll see. And uh, there's work to be done. Yeah, happy <laughs> Thank thoughts God. for the day there. <laughs> uh, I'm just very pleased to be retired and have none of these responsibilities. But here you could easily just think that everything was fine walking along this sunny beach in the quiet. Yeah. In this town. This is a bit of a funny place. It always seems like on a sunny day here, it just seems like... Ah, oh, all is right with the world and all well, the bad things just, just fade well, away into the is. distance, which is probably why, people, why we like living here so much. A lot of a people. Of relief. A <laughs> lot of people are getting on with their lives best they can, you know. Yeah. Well, I hope you like coming on our walk with us today and listening to our conversation. I hope you find it useful and we'll speak to you again soon. Make knowledge great again. Hope you're all having a good apocalypse. Over and out.